You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. And what a treat. We're ending the week with Cruzy McCalligan for our end of the week audio column because sadly I missed it on Wednesday. Thank you so much, Cruz, for joining us and, and ending our week with a, with a bang, really. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope my topic for today isn't a little bit too heavy for a Friday afternoon um, or gets like a little bit. I could have been a bit more optimistic, I think. Um, we're, we're talking about um, we're talking about self-esteem this afternoon, um, which I'm finding a really interesting concept. Um, I'm not sure how uh, I mean, it's a personal question to ask somebody else. Like, how would you rate your self-esteem? Mm. Um, but I mean, I think it, it's a difficult one. Um, but of course, what's really interesting as is as a parent in 2021, we, we like the self-esteem and how self-esteem develops has has been more talked about, focused on with parenting than ever before in history. So, a lot of the stuff that we're we we learn about how to parent our kids today in today's day and age, um, a lot of it centers around like cultivating and nurturing positive self-esteem and like self-confidence and we hear those terms banded around a lot and I just thought I'd look into it a little bit because it's such an elusive thing and it made me kind of think about my own self-esteem and how I view self-esteem in myself so that's why I thought we'd talk about it today a wee bit. Um, Do you have a sense of your own self-esteem usually Maureen? I don't really, I mean, what is self-esteem really? Is it sort of tied with self-confidence? Is it sort of your self-worth? Great question. <laughs> Sorry, Great so, question. Now, now that you've got me Great thinking, um, it seems so um, abstract, but I know kind of what it is, but I, I don't really know how to explain it. Could could you perhaps be so kind to explain well, it to me again? Happily, because I also had those feelings when I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, I think self-confidence is something I have but it seems different to self-esteem. So after decades of squabbling over the definition of self-esteem, as well as its dimensions and its functions, there are a few things that psychologists tend to agree upon when it comes to self-esteem. Firstly, that there are different kinds of self-esteem. Scientists generally agree that our feelings of self-worth are both global, which means how you feel about yourself in general, specific, how you feel about yourself in specific roles and domains in your life, such as your self-esteem as a parent or in your workplace or like in the way that you cook meals or whatever it is. And although we all have a a number of domains of specific self-esteem, not all of them are equally important because the impact of specific self-esteem on global self-esteem varies. So, for example, how you feel in your job might change how you feel about yourself in general, right? If things are going really well in your job, it might make you feel pretty good about yourself in general. The more meaningful and important a given domain of specific self-esteem is to you, the more it impacts your general feelings of self-worth. So if your job is the most important part of who you are, or being a parent is the most important part of who you are, or being beautiful is the most important part of who you are, then that's going to influence your general self-esteem more than other areas of your life. For example, um, if you were someone who played golf and you played a really lousy round of golf, it's not going to do very much damage if golf isn't important to you, but it would probably do a lot of damage if you were a professional golfer. Um, Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's kind of interesting in that way. And one of the reasons that happens is that our our self-esteem fluctuates day to day and hour to hour. 
So it's that kind of I can constant. believe, just depending on how lousy a job you're doing in the different areas of your life. <laughs> Absolutely. Or what I like to think about is like currently how incredibly sticky and sweaty I am at this exact moment in time is really affecting my self-esteem. <laughs> As an audio columnist, my specific self-esteem within being an audio columnist, trying to maintain professionalism, wearing my husband's t-shirt and sweating buckets is quite an interesting challenge. But it's all right, I'm gonna push on, I'm gonna push on. But the thing is that rather like a bad hair day, we might wake up feeling great about ourselves one day and totally insecure the next. And we tend to think about our self-esteem as being generally good or bad, but it's much more fluid than that. And it's continually shifting up and down based on the feedback that we give ourselves and external feedback that we get from our environment and people around us. So while some people do have higher basic self-esteem than others, um, higher self-esteem is actually not necessarily better. And this was super interesting. I, you know, we often have been taught that people with very low self-esteem can go on to be um, more violent or commit crimes or have less apathy for others because they don't feel good about themselves and that that's why they're acting out. But apparently uh, some research has shown that this can also be true for people who are very, have very, very high self-esteem. Like so the, the ones who are too arrogant. Exactly, which is really interesting. So narcissists tend to have high feelings of self-worth, but their self-esteem is also brittle and quite unstable. So even a small insult can make a narcissist feel terribly wounded. And that was really interesting when I thought about that. I was like, yeah, I can, I can see that in, in people I've known, in characters in my life I've known. But you might think that, you know, they've got it all together. And then one time... They look really confident, but they're overcompensating. Yeah. And actually, just a small thing can fracture that, that exterior. Exactly. So actually, people with good, stable self-esteem actually tend to be far healthier psychologically than people with very high but brittle self-esteem. Right. So if someone thinks that they're incredibly attractive, it might, might be narcissism on their part or it might be a true reflection of their looks. They may just be incredibly attractive, but it doesn't say much about their self-esteem because self-esteem is also unrelated to physical attractiveness, which is super interesting. So studies have found that people with low self-esteem were judged to be just as attractive by others as people with high self-esteem. So what makes the difference is in how you present yourself. So imagine two equally attractive people um, and the one who feels better about themselves probably dresses in a way that makes them feel more comfortable, more like themselves, more confident. And they'll probably leave a better impression than someone who is quite insecure, doesn't have that same confidence as well. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. But they also say that people with low self-esteem are resistant to positive feedback. So unfortunately, low self-esteem makes us resistant to the compliments and positive feedback that could improve our feelings of self-worth. And oh, this is interesting no. because, yeah, today I had, um, I was talking to my husband on the phone. I said, I feel hot and sweaty and bothered. And he said, oh, do you? You looked really beautiful in that dress this morning. I said, you could have said <laughs> that's so nice what a lovely thing he said and you shot nice him down i did because he didn't say it when he needed to <laughs> anyway, 
Um, anyway, but it's very interesting. Of course, what's also interesting is actually that positive affirmations make people with low self-esteem feel worse. Oh, so really? sadly, the very people with very low self-esteem who need positive affirmations the most tend to feel worse about themselves when they recite them. So if you have to look in, if you're someone who's been told to look in front of the mirror every day and say, I am strong and confident and beautiful. I love a and bit you of have positive affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah it helps too, a lot. Yeah, me too. Actually, for, it helps some days because there are days when you're feeling like, you know, like a, a, a guilty mum of some sort. And then you say, I'm a great mum. And you think, nah, maybe I didn't do such a good job. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. But we, we talk about self-esteem as being like an emotional immune system, which is, again, something I find really interesting. When our self-esteem is higher, we are less affected by stress and anxiety. And we experience rejections and failures failures as less hurtful and we recover from them more quickly in this way our self-esteem is kind of like an immune system it buffers us from emotional and psychological injuries but obviously we should be doing everything we can to protect it and boost it and keep it strong however most of the damage we have to our self-esteem is self-inflicted which makes so much sense like um, that negative self-talk that we give ourselves yes, oh yeah totally, i'm a victim of totally. that too um, but I did find an interesting thing about self-esteem that some of it you can't, um, it's also not a great thing to start getting really um, negative and just blaming yourself for your own feelings of self-esteem. That's not going to be a positive thing. I also saw that there's some things like genetics can play a role in the kind of self-esteem you have. You could have inherited bad self-esteem. Of course, your life experiences, I'm going to talk about that in a bit. There's some very tragic situation where life experiences are going to inform how you have your self-esteem, your social circumstances, the reactions of others to you. So even if you're a wonderful person, if people are not kind to you and don't treat you nicely and don't give you that any of that positivity, that can also affect you. And of course, comparing yourself to others. Comparison is the thief of joy, and we live in a social media age, which is why self-esteem is becoming this really important, relevant topic at the moment, because we it is so easy to compare ourselves to others every single time we pick up our mobile phones, as I'm sure you've experienced. I've definitely experienced it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what's that's, that's something really interesting. Now, the thing is that... Um, we're often told this idea about believing in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. This is a message we encounter constantly in books, television shows, superhero comics, and common myths and legends. We're told that we can accomplish anything if we believe in ourselves. But that's quite a difficult thing to actually follow through in. Um, if we know that believing in ourselves and accepting ourselves for who, is, who we are is an important factor in success, relationships, and happiness, but it provides us with a belief in our you know, and it provides us the belief and ability to just continue to do what we're doing. Um, but it's also important in the way that we respond to children. So, um, as I mentioned, there's lots of other reasons that we could have low self-esteem or our self-esteem could have suffered from gen genetics, personality, life experiences, age, our health, our thoughts, our social circumstances, loads of things. But an important thing to note is that self-esteem is not fixed. You don't have to be someone with high or excessively high or very low self-esteem for the rest of your life. It is malleable and measurable and we can test for it and we can improve upon it which I think is kind of a hopeful message. Um, you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show how we were talking about, like, what is self-esteem versus self-confidence, right? Because I think, I think you're quite similar to myself in this. I can be in quite a few awkward, uncomfortable, difficult situations, and I can have the self-confidence to just kind of get on with it. 
doesn't necessarily mean I have positive self-esteem, but it means that you have self-confidence. So there's a difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. Self-confidence is about your trust in yourself and your ability to deal with challenges, solve problems and engage successfully with the world. That's a definition, psychological definition. Um, but self-confidence is based more on external measures of success and value than the internal measures that we contribute to self-esteem. So one can have high self-confidence, particularly in a certain area or field like your profession, but still lack a healthy sense of overall self-esteem. So here's, we know that people with high self-esteem do some certain things. They appreciate themselves and other people. They enjoy growing as a person and finding meaning in their lives. They are able to dig deep within themselves and be creative. They make their own decisions and conform to what others tell them to uh, do not conform to what other others tell them to be. Do you think that's a big one? That's they're all you. <laughs> <I'm like> you. <laughs> I would I would doubt some of these. Um, they can easily concentrate on solving problems in their lives. That's not me. Anyway, um, but it, it is really interesting. They can like, you know, they know what their values are and they live their lives accordingly. They act assertively and things like that. So there's a lot of a lot of things that we have around what it is to have like high self-esteem. But these are the things that can manifest from low self-esteem. Things like being a people pleaser, being easily angered or irritated. That's me. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah. Feeling sometimes feeling your opinion isn't important. Um, what feeling that like that kind of sense of imposter syndrome, which I think is also a product yeah, of. I think we all experience life. that. Yeah. Definitely, even if we're very accomplished in our professions and our jobs and our experiences, I think as a woman, that's also can can have a big knock-on effect with our self-esteem as well. Not just like, I have low self-esteem because I'm a woman, but because of the external um, feedback that we get from our environments as well can sometimes be pretty negative. Um, we can find, if you find difficulty creating boundaries, you struggle to say no, um, and you frequently uh, compare yourself to others and think you're second best. So it, there's a lot of reasons that a lot of these things are things that a lot of people have in common. Like, I don't think anyone's really alone, alone in having experienced low self-esteem. Yeah, I, I just wanted to share that that's one really positive upbringing um, attribute that I, I never grew up comparing myself with anybody and I remember the very wise words from my good old grandma papa she'll always she and, and I think she meant it in a really good way and I take it to heart she says there'll always be somebody smarter than you Noreen and there'll always be somebody dumber than you just like there'll be somebody <laughs> there's always going to be somebody not as good looking as you but then there'll always be people who are far better looking than you and just sort of feels like thanks thanks just for just say it like it yeah, is exactly like it is. yeah yeah I think I think I think there's, and I, but it's interesting you say that because that's some of those things that we're realizing and the science is showing us And it makes you feel fine to be sort of in the middle or, you know, the yeah, average absolutely. ones. What's wrong with that? You know, that's just life. You know, you don't have to be the richest yeah. or the prettiest. Just be yourself. <laughs> absolutely. But I mean, it's like, um, and it is interesting because you, you say that that's something that was told you as a child and how it's kind of stuck with you. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I remember I've had similar things in my life. And like my father once told me, if everyone in the world threw all of their problems in a big pile and you could choose from anybody else's, you would instantly snatch back your own ones. Yeah. You know, so and I always thought that was quite interesting, too. So I think that 
that's something that is really important when we're talking about like child development. Self-esteem is really important and it's becoming more clear in the science why we need to help people grow up with healthy, stable self-esteem. Not being cocky and arrogant and narcissistic, but having healthy, stable, good emotional immunity. Um, but there are a lot of facts around self-esteem and how it can affect people's lives. Um, Low self-esteem is linked to violence, school dropout rates, teenage pregnancy, suicide, and low academic achievement. That's been shown um, about, um, sadly, in terms of the way people see themselves, about 44% and 15% of boys in high school are currently attempting to lose weight, like in terms of they don't feel positive about themselves. Nearly all women, over 90% of women, want to change at least one, at least one aspect of their physical appearance. Um, you know, only 2% of women think they are beautiful, which is a very sad That's statistic so when sad. you think about it. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, they've also shown that, you know, um, they found that uh, things like, you know, people can be more critical of themselves. They can't handle stress as well when they have low self-esteem. Um, they've found that... Um, Absent fathers, poverty, and a low-quality home environment have a very negative impact on self-esteem. So for people who may have not had advantages, well, not even advantages, just the rights that they have as a human being, as a child to a safe and loving home and family environment, whatever form that takes, it's hard. You're already starting from below zero when it comes to building up your self-esteem. And building up your self-esteem, as we established, is not about being uh, cocky, um, arrogant narcissist. It's about just having that emotional that good resilience. feeling, exactly. Good feeling about yourself and, and being able to keep going and reflect on your achievements and feel good about yourself. So it's important. There's a couple of six, I've got quick six practical tips to increase your self-esteem. The first one is to take a self-esteem inventory to give yourself a baseline. So just write down, for example, write down 10 of your strengths and 10 of your weaknesses. And this will help you develop an honest conception of yourself. Set realistic expectations, set small reachable goals that are within your power, things that you can meet and you can achieve that'll make you feel good. Try not to be a perfectionist, acknowledging both your accomplishments and your mistakes. Nobody's perfect, so try, try to um, learn and grow. Explore yourself. So the importance of knowing yourself and being at peace with who you are cannot be overstated. Um, this can take a bit of trial and error, but it's a journey that you should do. You should take some time getting to know yourself. Be willing to adjust your self-image. This is an interesting one. We all change as we age and grow, and we must keep up with our ever-changing selves if we want to have meaningful goals. I'm reminded of this every time my phone shares a photo with me of me eight years ago. Do you ever get this on your phone? And you go, oh, I'm like, yeah. come on, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. And then the funny um, thing is, the, the funny thing is, didn't we have this conversation, Cruz? Like, I, I used to think eight years ago, I looked, you know, not as good or I, yeah. I wanted to lose weight eight years ago. But now yeah. I'd happily look like that. <laughs> ah, I was a babe eight years ago. I can't believe what I put myself through. I was, I would go, I'd click my fingers and go back there in a heartbeat. But that's the reality is that we are going to age and grow and change. That's just human bodies. Exactly. They're, gonna get, you know, they're not going to get worse. They're going to be different as we, as we age because and grow. Because we're so happier now than eight years ago despite the yes, extra it's exactly that and, you have to, and the thing is you have to remind yourself of that because we were particularly good at smiling and photos eight years ago as well weren't we <laughs> and, um, really flirtatious nice little smiles um the other the, number six is stop comparing yourself to others 
Comparison is a thief of joy. Comparing ourselves is, is, to others is a trap. And today with social media and the ability to project a polished, perfected appearance, the only self you sh person you could, should compare yourself to is you. And I also think about those comparisons as well. Not the you of the body type of eight years ago, the you in terms of who you are and how you really feel. So it's so, super interesting. I've got a few quotes to finish on as well, actually. If we yeah, have sure. Take your time. We've got three minutes left. Three minutes. I can do them backwards and forwards and round and about. Anyway, <laughs> Okay, so Sharon Salzberg said, you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. And I think that's quite lovely. Miguel um, de Montagne said, the greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. I was like, that probably sounds like quite, well, I mean, I don't think it's Very the deep. greatest thing, Miguel, but like, it's probably one of them. Anne Rand said, the man who does not value himself cannot value anyone and i think that comes back to that idea of like stable self-esteem being your your basis for how you can be more productive and happier in your life cruz it just Henry got cut James, off. It, it just got cut off oh. um just repeat Anne ryan's one again sure um Anne ryan said the man who does not value himself cannot value anything or anyone wow which i think is interesting um henry james said I don't want everyone to like me. I should think less of myself if some people did. <laughs> Which I think is quite interesting. Because hey? if, if you can't people please everybody, actually, that's high self-worth. I agree. Remember, you've been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. That's Louise Hay. I thought that's quite nice. Um, Marianne Williamson said, I don't entirely approve of some of the things I have done or am or have been, but I'm me, which is quite nice as well. And Mark Twain, the final quote is Mark Twain said, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. Oh, that's very, yeah. that's very wise. Yes, that's true. It's very wise. So, yeah, so I think it, it's an interesting topic, self-esteem in today's day and age. And I think especially because with COVID, we've had such digital lives and other people have had such digital lives that it's almost made me forget what actual human people are like when you interact with them, when we go out and we talk to them. Yeah, I know this sounds almost silly. We've just got a minute left, but I find by doing things that I'm, I thought I was not very good at, and once I achieve them, it boosts my self-esteem. For example, like riding a bike. Um, I, growing up, I, I never thought I was a good bike rider, but sometimes as an adult, I'll go bike riding, and I think, oh, I can do it, and that actually makes me feel really good about myself. I know it's just something small, but attempting things that you think you weren't very good at previously and, and, and doing it sort of helps. That's an <laughs> Excellent example. I think it's exactly that. It's finding reasons to be grateful and happy about who you are and that that's what we need to cultivate in ourselves through emotional, um, emotional immunity. That's our base level we can grow from, and that's why positive self-esteem is important. Exactly, and we should all invest in it because, you know, like a, like an emotional, like think of it as an emotional bank account. You know, we, 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 we invest exactly. in a physical bank account. We should also do that for our own um, self-esteem. Thank you so much, Cruzy, for, for joining us this afternoon. And uh, David on the Facebook page also says thank you. Have a lovely weekend, and we'll be chatting with you again next Wednesday. Bye for now, Cruzy. See you. Bye.
And many thanks once again to Cece Radford. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll be back Monday afternoon.